We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 29 today, and we are going to do verses 1 through 13. And right off the bat, we're going to jump in verse 1, and it says, Listen to the voice of Jesus Christ, your Redeemer, the great I Am. And what I want um, to touch on there is, if you recall, or if you heard in one of my past um, podcasts, excuse me, my past podcasts, there was a verse that I read as I was teaching in the Book of Mormon, and it went through, I am peace, I am grace, I am mercy, I am kind, I am all of these things. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me, I have always thought the reason we say Jesus Christ is the great I am is because that's how he's identified in the Old Testament. And I've always wondered why. And when I read that verse, all of a sudden, it just so touched me that God is all of those things. He's everything. So the question I would ask here to my students or to my children is, what is God to you? If you were to identify God, what would you say he is? And one of the sweetest experiences I had yesterday is it was the year mark since my dad's passing of COVID. And I had the greatest desire last year. I can remember when my dad passed, I would spend time. Um, people were, we were in quarantine and so we couldn't be around other people, but also if I did happen to go out, people were a little leery. I mean, it was very scary and, and we didn't know how people were getting it. And so Really, I, out of necessity, was all by myself. But the blessing was, because he was the first, so many prayers were being said for our family. And I literally felt wrapped in this bubble of peace. And I so didn't want that to go away or be penetrated. And so I would find myself often going out on walks by myself. And one of the gifts and miracles I feel that happened at this time is it was so sunny. And um, in Utah, during this time, oftentimes we will have rain, we will have snow, we will have storms. But if, if you look back at our weather a year ago, and a lot of us have said this, it was so uncharacteristically beautiful and sunny. And so yesterday I woke up and just had the strongest desire to go up to the mountains and hike above the temple, just look at the temple and be with God, to be alone and remember what that was like for me a year ago. And so I did. And after I prayed to God and had this talk with God, um, I put on some music from the Lamb of God. And I was listening to that, and the very first song that just so happened to come up was this song, and one of the lyrics says, Here is hope. And it ends with, He is hope. And it talks about all of these things He is. And it's so tied into this verse. What is He to you? And if I were to identify what God is to me, man, there'd be so many things. But the thing that I am most grateful for that I can identify in Jesus Christ is peace. Peace in a world that is in turmoil. And I'm so grateful for that peace. Okay, verse 2 talks about this hen gathering her chickens. 
under her wings. And the thing that I love about that is it talks about three ways that he identifies or knows we are his and how we can know we are his. And the first is if we hearken to his voice. The second is if we humble ourselves. And the third is if we come in mighty prayer. And I love that it says mighty prayer because that to me identifies effort. And the first thought I had was of Joseph Smith. And if you go to that first prayer that he uttered in the grove when Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ came, you see the effort that was that led to that prayer. And it was a mighty prayer, but it was years in the making and a lot of studying the scriptures and a lot of going and investigating other churches. And so when it says mighty prayer, that to me is work. But what I love in our church is it's those small and simple things that we have been asked. And that is that we are to read our scriptures every day, that we're to be obedient to the commandments he's given us, that we are to pray every day and to become really good at repenting. And repenting so every time I see humble, that is what repentance is, is acknowledging our weaknesses and how much we need the Savior. So I loved that. Okay, I love in verse 3, it says that your sins are forgiven and remember sin no more. And the reason I love that is this is to Joseph Smith. And I think we all think in our head of Joseph Smith as a perfect being. Well, what Joseph Smith was perfect in was his desire to follow the Savior and to follow Heavenly Father and be obedient. So we can honor him, but guess what? We can be perfect in that same thing, our desire to follow and our desire to become more aligned with them and what they are asking us to do. So we do know in reading saints and we do know in reading histories that there were things Joseph did that not everyone loved, but it doesn't take away from the fact he was a perfect instrument in that he was humble and willing and his desire was to follow God. And that should be encouraging to all of us because we can be perfect in those things too. Okay, I love in verse four, and I would pair this with verse seven, that it says, ye are chosen out of the world to declare my gospel. And the reason I love this verse is chosen to me, well, if you look, go down to verse seven, it says, ye are called to bring past the gathering of mine elect, for mine elect hear my voice and harden not their hearts. And there's a footnote to that that takes you to um, Romans chapter 8, verse 35. And it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? And then it goes on, Nay, in all those things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And then it just talks about um, not height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of our God, which is Jesus Christ. We are chosen to bring others to the feet of the Savior and lead them to the truth that we know. And I truly believe, as I've shared before in this, that we had the opportunity to voice in some way we earned the right to voice when we wanted to come and we volunteered to be those who would come and that he could trust us to gather 
And we know Jesus Christ was one with, with Heavenly Father because of his desire to come and save us and bring us back, be, our, be the advocate and be the means to bring us back to our Heavenly Father. We know the three disciples who chose to stay were one with Christ and Heavenly Father because their desire was stay to the millennium to gather and bring back to Heavenly Father others through a knowledge of Christ and through a knowledge of covenants and through a knowledge of the gospel to the feet of our Heavenly Father. Well, we chose some way we earned that right. It doesn't mean we're better. It means we earned the right to come and be a voice and be used as an instrument in his hands to bring people to the feet of the Savior and to the feet of our Heavenly Father, to a knowledge of covenants, to a knowledge of all the ordinances and all the things that bring peace and joy and happiness in the in this life. And that is all through our Savior. Look for those who are looking for God to prevail in their life, as President Nelson said. And what an awesome thing that we get to be instruments in God's hands in doing that, that we get together. Okay, I love that... Um, if you go to then verse 8, it says, Wherefore the decree hath gone forth from the Father that they shall be gathered in one place on the face of the land to prepare their hearts and be prepared in all things against the day when tribulation and desolation are set forth amongst the wicked. And it's talking about the millennium. And it's talking when it says one place. That is not that we will all be here in Utah or in Salt Lake. That is that spiritually we will be one. So again, it's that we were chosen to be gatherers and we become one with Christ in that desire to bring people to a knowledge of him and back to our heavenly father through covenants, through ordinance, through the book of Mormon, through all of these things that we have been so blessed in our lives to have. So I love that. That is how one place is that it's one place spiritually, a knowledge of ordinances and covenants and the gospel. And we will be one in our desire to go back to our heavenly father. Okay. Um, I love in verse nine, it says the hour is nigh. And it's talking about, again, the millennium. The day is soon at hand. The earth is ripe. And I was just reading in a book or a post, and it talked about, I think it was um, Gerald Lund who talked about, just like a woman in travail, when she's in her ninth month, she may not know the day, the hour that she's going to deliver, but she knows it's time. She knows her body's ready. She knows it's going to happen. That's what this means. We have been taught the signs, the events that will come, and we know it's coming. We may not know the day. We may not know the time. But if you listen in conference with that thought in mind, is it the second coming? And I have done this now several times. It is amazing how many references are given to that. In last conference, I think we had three different apostles talk about the city of Enoch coming down and dwelling with us and that we need to be prepared to welcome them and be one with them and for that to happen, that we need to prepare ourselves because they will come back and dwell with us. And I love that. It makes me so excited. Okay, in 10, it says all his apostles and prophets have spoken about it, that it will all be fulfilled. And then in 11, I love this. I will reveal myself from heaven with power and glory with all the hosts 
and dwell in righteousness. And I was just listening to Elder Anderson's past conference talk just from this last conference, and he talked about this and said, it will not be some of the angels in heaven, it will be all. And can you imagine Christ coming in the, in the sky just filled with millions of angels heralding him coming back, this great event that we've been waiting for. So I love that. Um, and then it talks about that he will come with, in verse 12, his apostles, they will stand with him to judge us. And it also talks in other places about that, that we will have Nephi, all whose words we have, will stand with him to judge. And we will stand before them, acknowledging we have their words, we have their teaching. And they will all be one, because they all have that desire um, for us to be with them. But what I love is in both 12 and 13, it says, clothed with robes of righteousness and crowns. And every time I see that now, it makes me think of the garments, the temple garments. That is how we are clothed in robes of righteousness. And it has never struck me that before, but every time I see it now, that's what I think of is it's our temple covenants. And so when it talks about being crowned, we literally have the right to become gods and goddesses through those covenants. And so I love that it says that in both of those verses. It makes me so excited. Um, I will tell my students all the time, um, I have this secret desire and it's not secret and it's between me and God where I have let him know I so want to be here does that mean I think I will be here um I don't know I hope it does you read about Nephi in third Nephi who goes he goes to visit another land and preach to them and then disappears and is never heard of more and they say we must need suppose God has taken him to himself and uh, every time I get there, it's a year and the sign comes. And I just think, I would feel so gypped. I would think, are you serious? I have been teaching and leading the people and preaching for this. And I'm gone? I mean, he gets to witness from the other side. But I would feel so gypped. And so I always tell my students, although I may not know the day and the time I believe it's in my lifetime with all of my heart and I'm working for that and so hoping that I get to be here for this great event that we've heard our entire lives about. I am so excited and my prayer is that I am equal to it and found worthy when he comes of being here. Um, it makes me so excited and we'll go into those next verses that are all about that tomorrow. I hope you know the church is true, and more than that, I hope you know how much the Savior loves you.